Hey you, this is Dallas Ann, creator of the Violet Pie, and you're listening to Knitting Myself Together. Oh, I have missed you. I've missed you so much. Yes, I've been having weekly Patreon videos during the hiatus between Season 1 and Season 2, and that's been fun. But this space, this conversation that you and I hold together... Oh, there's no replicating it, and I am so happy to be back. This season, we're going to be discussing about knitting for other people and what that means, because it means something deeply and vastly different to everyone, and sometimes different things to the same person, depending on the situation or the timing. And so over the summer, I put out a request, hey, could you call me and leave a voicemail discussing the three things that come to mind when somebody asks you to knit for them? And your response was astounding. I am so excited to share some of these with you. But before we go do that, I did want to tell you about a way that you could knit for me. So, I have this truly spectacular, amazing, perfect fall pullover. It's designed for worsted weight, so it knits up in a flash, and it's cozy and squishy, and oh, I am running out of words to describe this. However, if you head over to Ravelry, to the Violet Pies forums over there, you won't need words because there's pictures. And you can sign up to test knit it for me. It's not due until the end of November, which is perfect for fall knitting because by the time you're done, you'll be ready to wear it. So that link to the forums, that'll all be in show notes. And I really, really hope to see you over there. I'm also super excited to tease you a little bit about a giveaway. That's going to be starting in the next episode, so episode 202. There's going to be a gift card, there's going to be yarn, and all sorts of amazing, wonderful things. And uh, I really just want to release it all right now, but I'm taking a breath, following the plan, moving forward as intended. So make sure that you hit subscribe or like whatever you need to do to make sure that you will get episode 202, which will come out in a couple weeks after this one. Now, on to what you're actually here for, which is that conversation about knitting for others. Like I said before, over the summer, you called in, left me a voicemail and telling me about the different words phrases or ideas, feelings, all those things that came to mind whenever anybody asked you to knit for them. And I've got to say, I loved all of them. And I was so surprised and excited to discover that every voicemail had multiple themes. And all of these themes, they were cohesive to other listeners who called in to leave voicemails as well. It was amazing to be able to pick and pull apart various concepts from different people and put it all together into one thought. 
So without further ado, here's what I thought applied well to our opening conversation. Um, I guess. Baby shower gifts. Expensive. Do they know how much yarn costs? Are you serious? It's it's just, it's fun. Now, if I'm being serious and honest with you, I'm very envious of the person who said that knitting for others is just fun. Because knitting for others generally is a very anxious situation. And I'm tense and worried and all the things could go wrong. I, I don't even know how to describe succinctly how I feel about that. I don't want it to be that way, but that's how it always ends up, despite my best of intentions. With the exception of baby shower gifts. The moment I hear a baby is coming, those baby knits just fly right off my needles. It is, it's so gratifying and I love it. And more people in my life need to have babies. I mean, seriously now. I, <laughs> it would be amazing to be able to knit regularly for babies who are coming into the lives of people I know. Uh, I know charity knitting is absolutely a way to get my baby knitting fixed, but I, I really prefer to knit for people I know, despite the anxiety factor. So today, I wanted to talk about how my knitting as a job, um, how that has fueled my passion, and it, how it's also killed the joy that I found in knitting. I know some people who say that their life, their joy, their passion, what gets them up and out of bed in the morning is also what they do for a job. And I have always been amazed by that. I mean, first of all, what an amazing life and opportunity this person has to be able to live a life and a job of such fulfillment. But on the other hand, whatever I do that brings joy and passion and fuels my life is also something that I invest a tiny bit of my soul into. And when I put that out into the world, it's a moment of vulnerability for me. It's, I'm trusting the person or the people, the venue, the space, what have you, to treat what I've offered them as a gift. I'm not saying they have to love it. I'm not saying they have to like it. But to at least honor and respect the fact that this is a tiny part of me that's going out into the world and into their hands. And I used to have an Etsy shop. People tell me all the time that I need to open another Etsy shop full of things I've already knit. 
once upon a time I did that. I had hats and gloves and scarves and cowls and mason jar cozies. Those are so fun to knit. Um, I had all those sorts of things out there. And it was fun for a while when I first started because I had all these great projects that I put my heart and soul and passion into and then put them up online and then the joy began to be sucked out of everything because to maintain the stock in my shop I constantly had to be knitting and not knitting things I liked or things I wanted I felt like I had to stay on top of the color trends and the yarn choices that the public generally wanted not the things that I loved and the things that I liked to work with but in fact what other people wanted which is totally how retail works right I mean any smart business owner is not simply going to buy what they want they're also going to buy things that they know are going to sell and staying on top of that keeping my finger on the pulse of the interests and whims of the public was exhausting and I felt like I could never just simply knit for myself. I always had to be knitting for someone else and I could never keep that item and it was hard. And then when I had an upload and things didn't sell, I completely 100% second guessed myself. Did I not pick the right colors? Did I not pick the right items? Did I have enough adult items to balance out the kid and baby items? And, and then there was the whole thing about taking commissions. You know, people would approach me and say, I love what you have in your shop, but you don't have exactly what I want. Can you meet my requirements? Well, I'm really good at asking questions. I'm really good at sussing out what people want and need and oftentimes, through conversations with potential customers, I found out that they actually didn't know what they wanted or needed. So I would invest a lot of upfront time in conversations and ex explorations and Pinterest boards and all sorts of things. And it still failed more often than not. I had a casual acquaintance go through my entire questionnaire and we had this great dialogue about her vision and what she wanted and what I could produce and what I couldn't produce and she ended up selecting a shawl cowl type pattern, the exact yarn she wanted and all of the details. And she paid me for them. I sent them to her on time, but she never gifted it to the intended recipient and she very clearly didn't keep it for herself. I was utterly befuddled and confused but you know once you've received payment for something it's not like I can go to this person I casually know and ask oh hey so what happened to that thing that I knit for you that you paid me? I you and I as knitters we both know that oftentimes vision, our dreams and our concepts and our mind and heart, it doesn't always align with reality. So we adjust as we go. But for someone who isn't a knitter, let alone a crafter or an artist, that 
can be really hard to deal with when that possibility becomes a reality. And I, I wonder if that's what happened with this specific commission piece. It, it really set the tone for me, though, with taking commissions. And it was, it was very disheartening. I've also had more than one person commission me to knit them sweaters. And I took half of the payment, bought the yarn, knit the sweater, and, and then had these people decide that their budget couldn't support the rest. So there I was, I was left hanging with yarn that I generally didn't care for, a sweater that didn't fit me, and not enough of the yarn to frog it back and re-knit it to fit anyone in my family who would like the colors. I, I understand that this is totally part of doing business when you're knitting physical objects for others, but after, after almost two years, it very clearly <laughs> wasn't the business for me. And I have discovered that designing patterns for other people is completely different. I mean, it is the same in some spaces. Like at Stitches Midwest, I discovered that there's this demand, this craving, this unanswered, unfulfilled request by indie dyers to have worsted weight sweaters designed in their yarn. Time after time, booth after booth, design, uh, not designers, I'm the designer, <laughs> dyers were saying, worsted weight sweaters, you want to do that? You will do that? You're not just going to do another shawl and fingering weight? I, so, so now I find myself designing sweaters to meet their requests and their demands, but it's different. There's a give and take here. Yes, I'm designing sweaters, but they're my concepts, my ideas. I get to pick the colors. They've just picked the weight and the base. That's it. I am fulfilling and meeting my knitting needs, and it just so happens to be framed in the Indie Dyer's Ask. And also, I get to tie into this entire experience knitting something for myself that I want, that I will wear, that will fit me, while still supporting other people in creating and fulfilling their own dreams and desires. Uh, maybe another way to put it is that designing enables me to bring joy to others who have a similar passion as mine. I knit unit. I have ideas in my head that I can get onto paper that I want on my body anyways. And you can take this paper and fulfill your desires and your wants and your needs based off of my math. I, I love seeing how others take my basic framework and make it wholly and completely their own creation. Seeing that brings me more joy than when a customer would take a picture of their kid wearing a hat I knit randomly and put up on Etsy. I, this just came to mind now as I was thinking about it. it it's the intention behind the knitting. I am knitting something for myself and designing something for you and I have you in mind as I'm knitting it. 
I'm thinking of you and hoping that when you knit what I've created, what I've written, that it brings you as much joy, pleasure, and enjoyment as I've experienced creating it. And that intention, that knowledge, that focus on the other person is what is truly different than knitting a random something that I hope someone out there, a, a generic you, not not you specifically, might like and on a whim pick it up. Hey, how's up for some verbal processing here on the fly? Um, you know, I, I've now completely lost my train of thought. I, just in case I haven't said it before, one of my great passions in life, something that I look for in even my day job, is enabling people to see the fulfillment of their dreams and ideas, supporting other people in finding their goals met. And designing offers the stage, the platform, the base for that to happen. It's, it's kind of like, it feels like tiny pieces of my heart, my dreams, and my inspiration are running around the world in the form of other people's sweaters, shawls, and accessories. And I gotta tell you, that just gives me the warm and fuzzies to think about my passion is also part of the passion of other people. And ah, it just makes me so happy. And you know, this designing thing has created community and relationships for me in ways unlike selling random things I've knit ever did. My testers are phenomenal. I've got a core set of wonderful, incredible knitting people who jump at the chance to test knit my things. And that's over on Ravelry under the Violet Pie in the forums and communities. And our conversations there, you know, they ebb and flow as life, you know, takes place. But my testers are there. And then I've got patrons who feel like I'm worth not only their time and knitting investment, but also their financial investment. And any of my patrons at any level have access to my Facebook group. And this Facebook group is so much fun. We are chatting and we're talking and they get first dibs on any of my testing patterns. I had one pattern that's coming out in February. All of my testing slots were filled by my patrons, so my testing call isn't even going live to the general public. And these people are wonderful souls, and I would have never gotten to know them the way I have without designing. It just blows my mind. And then other patrons at other levels, because um, you can support at a variety of different levels, we have a monthly video chat hangout that happens the third Saturday of every month in the afternoon. And I go into these oftentimes very exhausted, very tired, but I still show up because it's a commitment and I love my people. 
And without fail, every time I've had one of these, I leave feeling energized and encouraged and happy and, oh, just generally so good. And that's because of the relationships. These, these have all come about because I design for you. That's my version of knitting for you. Knitting for myself means I'm knitting for you. And I absolutely love that. So, so maybe in a way, the person who ended the voicemail clip earlier at the beginning of the podcast, when she said she just loves knitting for other people, you know, now, now that I think about it, I do too. But in a different way than perhaps she meant. I love knitting for other people in the form of designing. And I am so happy to be doing this for you. If you want to knit for me, you should head over to Ravelry over at the Violet Pie. You can find a variety of test knits going. I try and only have one at a time being active call but I have a backlog of designs that are going to be coming up ASAP that I'm going to need people for. So you head over there, check it regularly, and you and I, we can knit together there. Or become a patron, and you can get first dibs that way, and you can knit for me there too. Well, this has been great. I'm so happy that we're chatting again here on the podcast. I I cannot wait to sit down again with you. We will be here in this space again two weeks from today. And so until next time, you keep that yarn moving.